This is a Rooster Teeth production. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Annual Pass. This is the place where we share our love of theme parks as well as some news about everything going on in the world of amusement. I am your host, Jack Patillo, and as with me always is my beautiful and lovely co-host, Jeff Ramsey. Hey, Jeff. Hey, Jack. You're very complimentary today. I want you to know I, I don't feel pretty today, but I appreciate it. <laughs> I am very excited. This is our first episode we are recording of Annual Pass. We are recording this today on March 22nd. 2021 to give you some time to give you some idea we haven't even announced the podcast officially yet and we're recording the first episode and i'm actually really excited about this jeff i was talking to you before we got started it's like i'm actually nervous about getting this thing going and if i sound like i'm i'm speaking a whole lot and really quickly it's because i'm i'm very excited today i'll be honest with you jack i think you have a little bit to be nervous about if (laughs) (laughs) if only because as you pointed out, we're recording a podcast that we haven't officially announced yet, mm-hmm. but it has leaked twice somehow. Oh, no, it's leaked multiple times already. Multiple times. So people know about it and people have known it existed. And that's kind of the opposite of the way I like to do things when we mm-hmm. produce stuff at Rooster Teeth. I like to make it first, make sure it's good, feel confident <laughs> in it, and then leak it out. I don't like to leak it a month before we've recorded the episode. So yeah. uh, if I were you, I would be know, terrified. Yeah, I hope this lives up to the standards of uh, what everyone assumes it's going to be. But for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm Jack and uh, that's Jeff. We've been working for Rooster Teeth for forever and we've been friends for a very, very long time. Co-workers for even longer. (laughs) And so uh, I'm excited like Jeff. So you came to me a few months ago now and you were like, Hey, Jack, I want you to come up with a podcast idea because at the time you had just started a podcast, you were loving it and you love this idea of like original creative visions and talking about something you're passionate about. And you're like, what are you passionate about? And I started thinking like initially it was like maybe I could do a space podcast because I'm really into space and, you know, like SpaceX and all that stuff is really fascinating to me. And I was like, OK, but, you know, I don't I don't feel like I'm knowledgeable enough about that. And then you were like, what about theme parks? And immediately I was like, that's it. One hundred percent. That's it. And uh, and I haven't stopped thinking about theme parks in this podcast since that coffee we had, actually. I really thought you were going to go with the space stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but theme parks are good, too. You went the opposite direction. Yeah. Which is totally cool. I'm glad you did it, though, because we had this conversation over coffee. Uh, a lot of people, if you're familiar with the Rooster Teeth universe, you know a little bit about Jack and I and that we're, we're friends and that we maintain a relationship outside of work and then also on camera. And we get coffee through, not through the whole pandemic, obviously, because of shutdowns and stuff, but since we felt it was safe, we'd been getting coffee once a week or so, which has essentially been um, Jack's career therapy for Jeff. So I've, <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, counseling and consoling and friendshipping you for the last few months. Uh, I, I, I kind of joke. I've been your partner, we mm-hmm. could say, uh, but, but maybe for... 12 years now, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can always tell when you need a project. You get itchy, you get a little uncomfortable, you get not as like relaxed, Jack, as you typically are. Mm -hmm. And when you have those moments when I could see it, if I could just kind of nudge you, you grab onto something and you go nuts with it. And I'm not taking credit for any of this. This is all your hard work. But like I've seen you do this with the charity work that we do where you're, you know, we went from zero to you raise uh, through Rooster Teeth. You're raising over a million dollars a year for Extra Life uh, through Mm -hmm. charity. We have a whole arm of the company now that does live events. We've done tours (laughs) all over America, in the UK, 
in Australia. Australia. Like we've done all these awesome events and shows, and that was all you. It's like when when I see you get a little itchy or a little, you get a little agitated. That that's when to like kind of just like the kick you. Yeah, and this was perfect though because this is like a hundred percent in my wheelhouse. Like if you ask anyone you know like about me about like what are you passionate about, it's always like space, theme parks, Lego. And live shows. I would go so far as to say that I knew you liked Disney and theme parks to, I would say, uh, maybe an unhealthy degree within the first 10 minutes of knowing you. That makes sense. Yeah. You wear your fandom on your sleeve. <laughs> that's that's true. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I just love theme parks. I, I love just like positivity. And to me, when you go to a theme park, you're just surrounded by just like happy thoughts and feelings, in my opinion, at least. Like, I know when I walk in, like you step through the turnstiles of like Magic Kingdom or, or Hollywood Studios or somewhere. And it's like you're transported to a different place. And it's yeah. like you're in the middle of a show. And I love that. I love that. Like everything around you evokes like these really cool feelings. And like when you go to like E.T. and you step into like, you know, the forest queue at E.T. or even you go to like, you know, the mummy and like there's so many great things, so many cool experiences. I personally, I worked at theme parks. I worked at Disney's, uh, it was Disney MGM Studios. Now it's Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, back in 2002 and 2005, I did the Walt Disney World College program, which we can talk about that in future episodes. And I've been going to theme parks since I was a child, since I was like five or six was my first theme park. What was the very first one? Uh, six Flags Over Texas was the very first theme park I ever went to. Well, we'll talk about that. We'll, we'll get to it. That's that's our that's a theme for today's podcast is going to be firsts. Okay. And so uh, we'll, we'll get into that later. But I kind of want to like walk you through sort of what an episode of Annual Pass is going to be like. So typically episode will be, uh, you know, we'll talk a little bit about some news going on in the world of theme parks. And then we'll kind of get into a specific attraction or ride. So like next week, we're going to talk about the great movie ride because that's the ride I worked at. And so stay tuned to next week's episode to talk about that. And then uh, hopefully we'll get to a point where we can interview people involved with the creation of these rides or even people who worked on the rides to kind of get an insider perspective of it. And uh, and then we'll do a Q&A. And so uh, at the end of every episode, we'll pull some questions from the audience and uh, do some Q&A and then, yeah, and then go from there. And so every episode is going to be a little bit different, a little bit shorter, a little bit more compact, but, you know, kind of a little morsel of goodness. And so Ultimately, though, Jeff, what I want to do with Annual Pass is take this thing on the road where uh, you and I will tour around the country or even world and actually do our show live on a stage and then go to theme parks. So like I, my dream is to go to Orlando for like two weeks and shoot like two or three episodes of Annual Pass on stage and then go to like Universal, go to Disney, go to SeaWorld, go to Legoland, go to all these different attractions and actually check them out mainly to fill our creative quota. So <laughs> we have more stuff to talk about. <laughs> And also to be, like have the opportunity to like ride rides with the community, actually get people from the community to to join us. And I think yeah. that'd be fun. Do you know what I like about you? What's that? You have very achievable goals and <laughs> your goals tend to benefit me. Uh, and so I appreciate that. Thank you, Jack. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we're, like this this past year, you know, 2020 was a crap year where, you know, everyone was stuck inside. No one was traveling anywhere. Like I literally haven't been on a plane in over a year. And I know, Jeff, you and I, we travel a lot. That's like just part of who we are. Like we, we've gotten to a position where it's like we fly a lot. We go to different locations, visit different yeah. areas. I feel that makes me a better person, seeing different perspectives from all over the place. And uh, the idea of making a podcast where we can travel, like I want to go to Ohio and go to Cedar Point with you. I've never been to Cedar Point, And man, I want to go. I don't even know what that is. 
You're going to love it. Okay. Look up Top Thrill Dragster and uh, you'll know what's going to happen. So giving me homework. (laughs) Write that down. (laughs) So anyway, uh, we're going to be touring all over. Hopefully we can take this all over the world. I would kill to go to Universal Studios Japan. Check out the Super Mario World over there. I know our producer Ben speaks a little Japanese. And so he's offered to uh, to join us as well and like (laughs) maybe do some translating. That's very kind of you, Ben. <laughs> He's offered to join us to go to Japan. But Way to take one for the team, buddy. It's going to be fun. But anyway, we have big plans for Annual Pass. Hopefully, you'll enjoy it. Hopefully, you'll uh, you'll ride along with us. Ha, you see what I did there? Right, right along with us. And enjoy the podcast. And just hopefully, my, my energy and my love of this kind of stuff comes across in the audio formats. And, uh, and you'll enjoy it. Yeah, and I hope you are along at least far enough for us to get to Japan. Uh, <laughs> I've just been offered and promised a trip uh, to True. Japan to ride on some roller coasters or whatnot. Uh, I'm not really concerned about that. I'm more excited about this trip to Japan that uh, Ben and I have been offered. He's uh, uh, my very dear friend Ben is is gonna mm-hmm. has offered to translate for me uh, on this trip to Japan. That I've been promised, and I have a feeling that if this podcast doesn't succeed, I won't get to go on my trip to Japan, where Mm -hmm. I'd like to go. So uh, please listen. Nice. There you go. So please listen, uh, like, and favorite, and subscribe, and all that fun stuff. But anyway, let's get into it. Jeff, let's talk about some news in the world of theme parks. Again, we're recording this on March 22nd, so if you feel things aren't out of date or maybe we missed something, that's how podcasts work. We record them early, but I'm giving you a timestamp so you have an idea of what we're looking at right now. Hey, and also, cut us a little bit of slack. It's our first episode, and one of us just discovered that there was such a thing as theme park news. Dude, theme park news is huge. There are so many vloggers and so many things. Like personally, right now, like I'm gonna give shout outs to all of these videos and, and vloggers I watch. Midway Mania has kept me sane. There's a, a vlogger named Midway Mania who has been going to Universal Studios in Orlando for the past eight months or so. He's been documenting the construction of the Velocicoaster, which is a brand new roller coaster being built from the point where it was just dirt in the ground to now it's like they're doing soft tests of it and like they're actually putting people on it. And I've been watching every single video this dude puts out. So thank you very much for for letting me live my theme park joy through you. But there's so many great ones, you know, Disney Food Blog, Mickey Views, Tim tracker there, there's a, a bunch of great people out there doing this stuff and uh, hopefully you and i can can fall into their ranks at some point jeffrey i had no idea you were a what was the name Mid- midway mania yeah yeah midway mania and tim tracker i didn't know you were a stand for all these uh people this is crazy <laughs> i support creators man no i love it it's i know it's i'm i'm honestly kind of uh excited about it it's like this is a whole new world i didn't know existed theme parks are huge man like people people love this stuff and i think it is it's a form of escapism i mean literally that's what theme parks are i'll tell you i i mean i had a powerful moment at a theme park right before the pandemic which is partially why i wanted to do this podcast with you and so uh when it's appropriate maybe episode 30 or 40 we'll get into that <laughs> we'll go through some news then we'll talk about we'll have a little story time bit and maybe you can squeeze it in there kind of okay. at least give us a taste of it so uh, as far as news goes around in the world of theme parks right now big news out of california so uh while we're recording this on april 1st california has said theme parks can open up again so california has been locked down for the past year and uh so disneyland uh, six flags sea world everything universal they've all been closed down since they went to lockdown last year Florida, on the other hand, kind of reopened quicker. Like uh, most mm-hmm. theme parks were open around the summertime, you know, like Universal's been open for a while. Yeah. Disney World opened up in July, I want to say somewhere around there. 
But California's been a lot tighter restrictions on that. And um, and it's interesting, too, because California, like, you know, Disneyland is out there. And it's a little bit smaller park. And so people have been aching for it. It's it's kind of it's the difference between the Florida park and the and the California park. It's just it's interesting because the California park is a lot more driven towards annual pass holders and locals. OK, people think like, oh, you know, to go to L.A. and go to visit Disney. Yeah. Anaheim is actually a good 45 minutes to an hour outside of L.A. It's way south of Los Angeles. If you've never yeah. been there before. And so going there, it's kind of a trek and it's, it's not the, exactly the easiest thing. Whereas like Orlando, they've got it down to a science. Orlando was built on theme parks and, and, and tourism. I would assume Southern California has a really dense population base. Uh, not that Southern Florida or Central Florida doesn't as well. But it's also like Orlando is such a hub for European vacation travel. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it makes so much sense. Yeah, Los Angeles is just a massive city. <laughs> you know, there's a lot yeah. more going on there. No offense to Orlando, but there's a ton of stuff going on in Los Angeles as opposed to Orlando. So anyway, California is now opening back up on, let's see, April 30th is Disneyland opening day. So uh, this episode's coming out on April 22nd. So yeah, so next week, Disneyland reopens. So if you're if you're in California, you can go back to Disneyland, although there's no more annual passes for Disneyland, which is a whole other conversation we could have in the future. So Disney in California no longer offers up annual passes. They're offering something called memberships, which I need to look more into. Is that a new development? That is. I'm going to guess it's well, let's not get too deep into it. This is probably a whole episode. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's controversial. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People are upset because there have been annual pass holders since it opened. It opened in what the what, what year, like 1955. And there's people that have been annual pass. I mean, when it originally opened, it was just like you bought individual attractions. So, you know, they've only had annual passes for probably the last 30 or 40 years, I would guess. Yeah. But anyway, those don't exist anymore. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in some future episodes. But Go check out Disneyland opening again April 30th. Now, when you say it's opening, is it opening at full capacity or are they limiting it? No, no, they're, they're going to limit capacity. Even right now in Florida, it's a, it's a, like I want to say 50 percent capacity. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. But yeah, Disney's taking it very seriously. Like I've had relatives go to Disney World like during the pandemic and they, they all got tested before and after and they're OK. But like Disney doesn't mess around with that stuff. So they will literally take an attraction down for an hour about every third hour and completely clean it and yeah. then reopen it again. So um, because of that, though, fast passes aren't don't exist right now. Um, lines are crazy long physically because they actually <laughs> they socially distance in queues. Yeah. So lines are I mean, you think six feet between you and the person in front of you, whereas typically there's a, a, a technique that cast members at Disney use called packing, where literally you will tell people to get closer to each other. It's just like, yeah. get, get as close as you can to fill in, especially when it's like raining and there's people spilling out into rain. It's like, you want to get everyone close in. So it's interesting how COVID is going to change all that. But um, yeah, so it's, it's a limited capacity right now. Um, you right now have to actually make reservations to go to specific parks at Disney in Orlando. So you have to say like, I want to go to Epcot on this day. And then you have to make a reservation to go on that day. And so it's a whole process that they've changed and, and things are, things are interesting and they're slowly easing up on it as more and more people are getting uh, vaccines and getting, you know, like they're seeing that numbers are dropping, but it's going to be, it's going to be something that I think is going to hang around. I think Disney might, you know, use this time and use this kind of reworking of their cues and their virtual cues, hopefully to their advantage. But we'll see how it goes. It's an opportunity to get a little creative and inventive and try out some new things 
it seems like a a perfect time to get a little experimental. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's crazy how important now the mobile apps are for theme parks. So uh, I don't know if when when you went, you realized, but you can actually like order food on your phone and just go up to a counter and pick it up. It's it's awesome. Yeah, I I was in every way a child <laughs> with like the curly Q phone cord tied to from my hand to the grown up my girlfriend who handled all this stuff on her phone. I just followed along like two feet behind her. Oh, Jeff, I cannot wait until you and I go to a theme park. Anyway, okay. So right now, uh, California is opening back up. On April 1st, Six Flags Magic Mountain is actually opening. So they're going to be one of the first one. I think both there's two Six Flags. There's one in, in Vallejo and one in uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain. They're both opening on April 1st. So like the first day they can open, they're reopening. So by now, if you're listening to this, they're actually open already. And then Knott's Berry Farm, which is another, uh, that's the Snoopy themed, or at least used to be Snoopy themed. That one's opening up sometime in May. Disneyland, obviously, April 30th. And then Universal Studios, uh, we don't know yet. They haven't announced yet when they're reopening. So the Universal Studios Hollywood which is a, a really interesting park because that is actually a working movie studio. Like the universal backlot is currently being used. Like if you watched WandaVision, the backlot at universal studios is where they shot most of the outdoor stuff for WandaVision, which is kind of cool. And if you want, Jack, I actually have some stories from that theme park. Uh, is it a theme park? I guess Universal Studios is considered a theme park. Yeah, yeah. Universal Studios Hollywood is absolutely a theme park. Gus and I went there once a few years ago, and we have some crazy, crazy stories from our really? experiences there. Yeah, and so if you ever want to have him on as a guest, we can uh, we can tell those. Absolutely. I'd love to hear, hear you and Gus and your shenanigans in, in Universal. I have a story about the mummy that uh, <laughs> will blow you away. Oh, that's a great ride. That took over E.T. in Hollywood. The Mummy is controversial a little bit in the fact that it literally destroyed two classic rides to put it in, which some people have issues with. I'm personally, I believe that all theme parks are kind of living documents that you kind of have to update and change. Sure. And, and, and like, you know, I worked with the great movie ride. That's one. I love that ride. It opened at Disney MGM Studios. It was one of the original opening attractions. They've since replaced it with Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which I still haven't ridden yet. Well, I want to. And it's like, that sucks. But at the same time, like, I'm excited to see like new technology, new rides. And like, you know, there's a new generation of people and you can be like, oh, yeah, I remember back in the day. This was so much fun. But now we have this other ride. And so but yeah, yeah the, the mummy took over the E.T. attraction in Hollywood and it took over the confrontation attraction in Orlando. Uh, which is sad. That was a great ride, too. But we'll, we'll talk about that in the future. So anyway, California opening back up again. Um, other big news, Epic Universe, which is Universal Orlando's fourth theme park, which if you count Universal Studios, Universal Islands of Adventure and Volcano Bay, which is their water park, uh, their fourth theme park, Epic Universe, has resumed construction. So they started working on it in uh, late 2019. And then when COVID hit, they basically told everyone to stop. And so they stopped working on it. And now it has resumed construction. But because of this, it's going to be open about 2025. Whew. This is going to be the next big park. It's going to be, I mean, it's going to be epic, uh, for lack of a better term. Do you think you'll still be hanging on by 2025? Do you think you'll be able to go? I hope so, because uh, I'm very curious about Epic Universe, because Disney they sort of put their foothold down in Orlando early. Like they came in, you know, there's there's stories about Walt Disney going out and buying Swampland in Florida and bought just hundreds of acres under shell companies until he's acquired this massive, massive plot of land, hundreds of acres of land where Disney has only used like 20% of the property they own. And they still have all of that stuff out there. They have so much room. Universal kind of had to shoehorn in to their plot of land out in Orlando and now their footprint that they have and their original parks, they've outgrown it. And so Epic Universe is actually across a highway about half a mile away from their, their main parks right now. 
I'm curious to see how they're going to work that because it's not like Disney where they just have open roads where you can go right to it. Are they going to do like a tram system or a monorail type system or like gondolas? Like what are they going to do to be able to get people back and forth between the parks? Because you're going to want to be able to go start your morning off at Universal Studios and then take something right over to Epic Universe and then come back and finish the day at Islands of Adventure or something like that. You know what they should have done, Jack? What's that? They should have just built up. That's the responsible thing to do. Put a second floor on the original <laughs> theme park. Nobody's doing that yet. Nobody's building a theme park on top of another theme park. That space is empty. Nobody's using it. That's true. That's a lot of land, a lot, a lot of Skyland they can get into. Yeah. One thing that Universal has over Disney that I say, like, they're, I mean, they're, they're comparable. Like, they both have their advantages, disadvantages. Universal has... I think two enormous parking garages and like they're just like two big garages. You park there and then you go to the park. Disney has sprawling parking lots like they yeah. have no garage. It's just massive. You have to take a tram and Universal is really smart to build those garages. And I think that's absolutely the way to go. Even at Disney Springs, Disney shopping area, they've now taken advantage of the parking garage sort of layout where it's like you park in a garage and then boom, you're right there. And I think we'll see that for more parks in the future, um, like when they have to do that. So anyway. Yeah, so the restarted construction on that, the big thing about that is that is where Super Mario World's going to be, or Super Nintendo World, excuse me, uh, when they open up that park. There's apparently four lands, including a another Harry Potter land. Uh, supposedly, it was going to be the uh, French Ministry of Magic, hmm. based off of the Fantastic Beast and where to find them. Obviously, the second movie didn't do as well as they hoped, so it'll probably end up being just like the normal Ministry of Magic from the original Harry Potter movies. We'll see. Uh, there's going to be a universal classic monsters land. So like Frankenstein, Wolfman, Bride of Frankenstein, you know, a sw uh, Swamp Thing, or not Swamp Thing. Um, like all the Hammer monsters or whatever? The classic, like the Boris yeah. Karloff movies. And yeah, stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so that's going to be like the classic universal monster area, which Universal has done just gangbusters with their horror line. You know, like the Halloween Horror Nights at Universal are still incredible, and no, no one's topped them yet. Really? I've, I've never done it. Is that... Halloween's a good place to go to a theme park. I guess that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even Six Flags does a Fright Fest type thing, too. So we'll, we'll, we will we got plans, Jeff. We, we got places to be. I'm going to show you. I'm going to hold your hand, and we're going to go through so many different things. They are doing a Beetlejuice-themed haunted house at Universal this year that I absolutely want to check out. Oh, that sounds awesome. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. So they're, they're also going to have the um, How to Train Your Dragon land over there, which is going to be super cool as well. So wow. that's being worked on right now. And of course, the hub where they all kind of go from there. But construction is resumed. That's huge. Big deal. And speaking of Super Nintendo World, Super Nintendo World actually, as of recording this podcast, just opened up in Japan. So on March 18th, just a few days ago, Super Nintendo World has opened up to the public at Universal Studios Japan, which um, I am very, very excited for that. So it's coming to Hollywood next, Universal Hollywood next, and then it's coming to Epic Universe and probably 2025. Well, I hope it went well. I hope everybody had a good time. <laughs> Dude, it, it looks so good. It looks so incredible. Like, I know, like, the first time I stepped into uh, the Harry Potter, uh, like, Hogsmeade area of Universal, of Islands of Adventure, it's like you step in, you're like, oh, my God, you feel like you're transported. And Universal has gotten so good about kind of isolating you and making you feel like you're in a completely different location, like a completely different area. Initially, they were pretty bad about that. Like, the original studios is not good about that. Everything kind of bleeds together. Disney's always been really good about kind of like you are in Adventureland, you are in, yeah. you know, our Frontierland, uh, you are in, you know, um, Tomorrowland. Like it feels like you're just surrounded by that. And then there's a quick transition and boom, you're in Fantasyland, you know? Yeah. Universal was never good about that. They're, everything kind of bled together and it was kind of a mishmash of a bunch of different things. But now they're getting a lot better about actually putting 
you know, like Harry Potter world feels radically different than like Jurassic Park and, you know, all that area. And then that feels different from like the comic strip land, which will probably go away. And anyway, it's cool. I'm excited for it. I'm, I'm pumped. They are apparently they spent five hundred and seventy eight million dollars on this one land in Japan to build. How it. much? Five hundred and seventy eight million dollars. Jeez. For one land like Ben's posting in discord some of the pictures right now you can see like what it looks like it, it's crazy because if you look at it from like oh a top down God. perspective it's so crammed and small but like when you're in it you feel like you're in this world and it is just absolutely gorgeous it feels like you're in a video game which is so so cool that looks like 578 million dollars worth of work <laughs> that's what she, Jesus. I'm excited because there's an attraction there. There is a Super Mario Kart attraction that involves AR goggles. So you put on goggles and then you see stuff around you that's not actually there. So it's absolutely crazy that huh. like they're doing that kind of stuff. Like they're doing projection mapping and yeah. AR, which that's going to be the future of theme park attractions, in my opinion. This is the first kind of big scale version of it. I mean, they've done AR stuff. Other theme parks have done AR stuff. But this is the first like mainstream one going on. And so yeah. uh, like... I'm excited. I really want to give it a shot. I want to I want to give it a test. And I don't know if I can wait another three years for it to come to Hollywood. So we're going to Japan. Going to Japan, Jeff. Okay. Going to Japan. All right. <laughs> so that's it for some news around the uh, the world of uh, theme parks. Again, uh, you know, lot, lots of cool stuff coming up. Lots of lots of big things happening. And I'll try to keep you up to date of kind of the the top level stuff happening in the world of theme parks every single week. I'll be here. OK, Jeff. So now it is time for you and I to talk about our first time ever at theme parks. Okay. I'm excited for this. Like I, I, again, I've been passionate about theme parks my whole life. I think my first time I went was I was five or six. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk about this. You, you excited to uh, let me know your story about theme parks? I think I'd rather hear yours first, though. <laughs> let me ask you a question. Yeah. You were five when you went to your first theme park, and I think you said it was Six Flags Over Texas or something. Six Flags Over Texas in Arlington, Texas. Yes, sir. Did it like cemented memories in your brain? It was like it was like a formative moment. I've got some memories of it. Like, honestly, we, we went to Six Flags a lot when I was a kid. So there are times I'm sure they all kind of bleed together. Yeah. Like different trips up there kind of like are all kind of fit in together. But I, I certainly have memories of like the very first roller coaster I ever rode on. Like it was just me and my dad riding the, it was the Judge Roy Scream is what it was. <laughs> it was a wooden coaster at the edge of the park. And it's still there today. And yeah, it's like this really nice old wooden coaster. Theme parks in the 80s versus theme parks now are so radically different. It was one of those things where you would literally wait in line for an hour to get on a boat that would go around a corner, go up a hill, yeah. uh, around another corner, and go down and splash people. And that was it. Like, yeah. that was literally it. And you had a blast doing it, too. And, like, that, <laughs> I remember that bridge. There was a bridge. I, I forget the name of the attraction, but it was literally a, a giant water ride. At Universal Studios, they have the Jurassic Park water attraction the Jurassic Park River Adventure okay same kind of ride there where it's like you know f like four or five people wide and maybe a six rows back is it like a log flume kind of thing or not a flume so much because like they have flumes too at, at Six Flags but this was like a, like a, a giant like almost a boat where okay. it would go down this ramp and then it hit the bottom of the ramp and just spray water forward and there was a bridge that you could go stand on and just get hosed by water and it was like kind of a rite of passage if you could like brave this giant wave of water. And like when you left the attraction, you had to cross the bridge. So you'd have to time it to get across to not get soaked. What is it about kids and water that <laughs> goes so well together? Like, 
There's nothing more exciting when you're, I don't know, five to 12 probably yeah. than getting hit with a giant wave of water on a bridge overlooking a water ride. Or like, yeah. you know, my first experience and kind of the the sum total of what I remember of uh, my first experience with theme parks, to my knowledge, my mother may listen to this and correct me and say, no, you went to 10 theme parks before this. But I remember, I don't know, maybe seven or eight. We were living in Jacksonville, Florida. And so I remember we went to Disney World. My oh, wow. stepsister or no, my friend. My stepsister or my neighbor, I can't remember which one. And the thing I remember is we walked into Disney World and there was like a, it was like a topiary you walk through. Not a maze necessarily, but like a lot of fountains and stuff. Uh, and they would shoot water and it would go from one fountain to the other. And it would like oh, go no, over your head. That's Epcot. So you actually went to Epcot. No, I went to Disney World and Epcot. This is what I remember. Okay, so I'll say right now. So most people say like, oh, I went to Disney World. What they're talking about is Magic Kingdom. Yeah. Like Disney World is four parks. So Magic Kingdom is the one with the castle, you know, as, as the, you know, the castle in the front. And the, like, that's where, you know, Space Mountain is and kind of your Big Thunder, Splash yeah. Mountain. When people say Disney World, almost always they mean Magic Kingdom. But then you've got Epcot, you've got uh, Disney's Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom that all comprise Disney World as well as like water parks. So, so this would have been probably 1982 uh, maybe 1993, and I'm thinking it wasn't that long until a after Epcot opened. I remember it still being kind of a newish, exciting thing. Epcot opened October 1st, 1982, so we're we're coming up on the uh, anniversary. I was eight or nine, so it would have been probably 80, 80 probably 83. Maybe uh, it wouldn't have been wow. too long after it opened. Then I guess I didn't realize it was that close. But yeah. we went to we we definitely went to Disney World and Epcot. I just only remember those as my thing is like my first experience with theme parks, all I remember is that I found out very quickly that I could run stand in front of those little uh, <laughs> fountains and get hit in the chest with water if I jumped high enough. And that's all I wanted to do all day. <laughs> that's in front of the Imagination Pavilion at Epcot. That's where Figment was and the Dreamfinder. Don't remember any of that, dude. All of it was lost on me. I just remember <laughs> those fountains. Oh, and I remember... What is the thing at Epcot Center where you go through like the future? The big ball? Like the the that spaceship Earth. I remember going through that and thinking, this is not going to age well. It, it like <laughs> at like 8 years old I was like, this, I don't think this is how this is going to go. Man, you're just you're just a child full of dreams. I guess. That's so cool that you got to go to Epcot like that early after it opened. I mean, I didn't even realize it until yeah. we just had this conversation. But yeah, I want to say like 3rd or 4th grade, so So October 1st is the 40th anniversary of Epcot. And they're doing some massive, massive renovations to the park right now. So back in the day, there's a place called Innovations. So um, when you walk past the Spaceship Earth, the big golf ball, there were two kind of like kidneys on either side of it, like big buildings that are kind of shaped like kidneys. Yeah. Um, they used to have Innovations East and Innovations West where they had like future stuff. Like I remember the first time I saw Segway was inside Innovations. And like they would show like, here's modern technology. Like this is the internet. Like computers will be connected and then like that kind of stuff. Yeah. They have since completely leveled the, I want to say the east one, the, the one like if you walk past the ball on your right side in between that and like the Wonders of the Sea and the Land Pavilion. So that one's completely gone. They're, they're building up a new Moana water themed area, uh, which is going to be kind of cool. Like talking about like oh. how like, you know, water works. And so you can probably get soaked again if you want to. But yeah, so like the like all of Epcot right now is under construction. It feels like they're they're doing a new lagoon fireworks show that they're working on right now. They're building a Guardians of the Galaxy ride, and so there's just there's build walls everywhere in Epcot that are hopefully going to be down. And, you know, with this year, um, they've got a new Ratatouille attraction that came over from Paris, and that's opening up. I want to say it may actually be October first. It might be on October first uh, or September first. 
sometime this year. But basically, it's the it's the attraction they they literally lifted it from Paris and brought it and dropped it in the Paris Pavilion of Epcot. So, uh, but man, that is so cool. So, do you, do you remember anything else from that trip other than getting soaked with water? So, I remember the water fountains. I remember my mom dragging me away from them because I just <laughs> wanted to stay there, and I remember sneaking back to go to them again, like saying I had to go to the bathroom and then running back to play with the water fountains again because I kept trying to catch them and try to catch them and then try to eat them, you know, and my mom's like, oh, don't yeah. drink that water. That's probably poisonous. And you're like, I don't care. I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm eight. I'm going to live forever. You know, I only have the concept of fun. Uh, I remember that. I remember going through that space tour and thinking uh, at like thinking like, well, I don't know about this. This doesn't seem uh, like it's going to age well. And then I remember there was an area where you could eat lunch and there were a million different countries food represented. And I thought that was really neat. And then I ate a hamburger. <laughs> 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 this is cool. I would like just a cheeseburger. Yeah, please. cheeseburger, please. Yeah, that's where they have the uh, the lagoon behind. Uh, so this future worlds, everything, the front part of the park. That's where your your water at the Imagination Pavilion is, and like the land. And uh, they had Wonders of Life. It's now going to be the Let's Play Pavilion, and then they had Universe of Energy, which is now going to be the Guardians attraction. They have Test Track, used to be Universe of Motion. Um, they had Horizons, dude. They're building. They have a space themed restaurant. They're opening up pretty soon. That you get in and you take an elevator. I'm doing air quotes. You take an elevator to go up into space and you eat dinner on a space station. And like it has windows that overlook the earth. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So that's not opening up, but it's opening up pretty soon. Apparently they're hiring a chef now, like a head chef for the restaurant. So it's going to be close. So you and I are going to have to eat there. <laughs> it's going to be hard to find a chef that specializes in Tang and other space foods. <laughs> Like, I hope you like dipping dots, dude. You and I, we, there's so many fun episodes we're going to do with this podcast. Like, I just want to do a whole food episode because there's so many cool things. As a matter of fact, I've got a manager of a restaurant at Universal Studios who reached out to me already. And he's like, like, I asked him if he'd be interested in talking. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Because like the idea of like, you're, you're running a restaurant inside of a theme park. How is that different than like a normal restaurant? Dude, I imagine it's crazy different. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm excited. Like we have, we have a lot of really cool opportunities coming up, but. You got to go Epcot. That's cool. That's big, man. That's that's neat. Uh, Six Flags still around, still kicking today. I mean, obviously, Six Flags over Texas, uh, the one up in Arlington, which in between Dallas and Fort Worth, if you don't know Texas, that was the very first one. And then it has expanded from there. There's a whole bunch of different Six Flags. They've also bought up other parks and converted them to Six Flags. Is that one still there? It is. Is your first ride the George William Johnson ride or whatever? Is that <laughs> still it. there? The Judge Roy scream? Yeah, it is still there. Um, yeah, they have the Texas Giant. Actually, the Titan is up in Dallas. Throughout the course of this show, which only exists to take Ben and I to Japan, uh -huh. two side quests we could do if, if you uh, would. I would like to, I'm pretty sure there exists a photo of me at Epcot Center that day, oh, covered man. in water and smiling. I'd like to recreate that photo if I can get it from my mom, if it okay. exists. And I would love to ride the Judge William Johnson scream with you. You're getting closer. Judge Roy scream. Judge Roy scream. I want to ride the Judge Roy scream with you. Okay, I'm in. I mean, right. we, we can make a drive up to Dallas and do that. So. That sounds great. I was thinking like, I thought maybe you and I had actually gone to a theme park together because when we did the Let's Play Live East Coast tour, we actually had a community member reach out to us who worked at Bush Gardens in Tampa Bay. And he was like, hey, if you guys want to go to the park, let me know. I can get you in. And he ended up getting a bunch of us in. We had like a basically like a VIP day at, at, at Bush Gardens and it was awesome. But you weren't there. You skipped out on that. And it breaks my heart. I was the only one who didn't go that day. I was reading a book in my hotel room. 
<laughs> I just I was caught up in a good book and I wasn't in I hadn't ignited my excitement for theme parks quite yet. So I was I was happy at the time to let y'all go do it. I, I literally sat in my hotel room and ate pizza and read a book for like eight hours straight. Wow. Well, I hope you enjoyed it. It was a mental theme park for me and I enjoyed it quite a bit. <laughs> I mean, this is going to provide us the opportunity for you and I to go to theme parks together. Like, I cannot wait to wander around the Orlando parks with you, Jeff, and like show you all the cool Easter eggs and hidden stuff that I know about and other people know about. I can show you where rides used to be. Like, I can talk about the Ghostbusters attraction that was Universal Studios, then became Twister, and then it became Jimmy Fallon. But how there's like elements of all of them still sprinkled in there. And like show you where uh, where, you know, confrontation used to be and how it's now the mummy ride and like show you where like the uh, the cool stuff about like the men in black ride. There, there's so many cool things to talk about. And I'm excited to take you and I I'm excited. It's going to be it's like we we had our first times, you know, you, you got to go to Epcot. I went to Six Flags. But then our first time together is going to be so special, Jeff. Yeah, my, it'll be my first time with you. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to write about it in my diary. And speaking Aww. of first times, do you think we should ask the listeners to send in like if they had any memorable first experiences? I would like to hear what other people's first experiences were like. I'm sure there yeah. are people out there who were terrified or just completely like, didn't know what to expect, had their minds blown. You know, I would uh, I would yeah. like to hear from the audience on this one. Yeah, that'd be great. So if you want to send us your first experience at a theme park, email us at annualpass at roosterteeth.com. So just drop us an email there and let us know. Just write like, you know, first time in the, uh, the subject line and tell us your stories. And I'd love yeah. to hear more stories. And like, I'm actively going to push as much as I can to get as much community involvement with this podcast as possible, because during the the synthesis of this thing, one of my goals was to record as many of these shows live as possible. So you and me, Jeff, on stage with a microphone, maybe a projector to show off some cool stills and like behind the scenes stuff, but then in front of a crowd and then like have Q&A with a crowd like I, I missed that. And I love it so much. What you just said is I want to get up and uh, on a stage in front of people and show them slides from my vacation to a theme park. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait. There's podcasts where people talk about murder and they tour the country. Come on, we could do it. Talking about theme parks. I'll dust off my old slide projector and uh, oh, man. Or try to check one out from the local high school AV department if I can't find one. Do you think we could actually get a, a, a real physical slide projector? I was thinking something digital. But no, dude. I think it needs to be physical. I think we got to go old school with it. Oh, man. That'd be awesome. I, I got to figure out a way to transfer digital images to slides. It can be done. Not only that, but like I want I want people to send us like if you have any questions you want to send us, feel free to the annual pass at roosterteeth.com. One thing I want to do with every episode is we have we have an Instagram and we have a Twitter as well. So it's annual underscore pass on Instagram or Twitter. So throw throw that underscore in there. Um, I, I'm going to be posting images. I have stacks and stacks and stacks of ride photos like when you know it takes a photo when you're on a roller coaster and you're like oh you know screaming and stuff <laughs> i have so many of those how uh, wait what is it like again it goes oh because okay. you're like uh, you know caught off guard uh i'm really good at spotting those cameras i'm really really good at those things i i don't know why but i can always catch them and take good photos with it so i'm gonna be posting those along with like any any sort of like images that come like we talk about during the episode so follow all that stuff annual pass on on twitter and on instagram uh annual underscore pass so speaking of that jeff we have some questions from the audience so it's interesting because again we haven't even announced officially this podcast yet right but 
I've been teasing. We just keep fake announcing it over and over again. <laughs> I've been teasing this podcast for a while now. Um, I haven't announced it or anything, but like I've been just giving little like morsels and like I know there's there's a podcast coming. And so uh, people know I was I'm doing something, something I'm passionate about. And so I just said today on Twitter, I just posted like, hey, if you have a question for this podcast I'm working on, feel free to ask it. And if it happens to be the right subject matter, maybe we'll answer it. So, <laughs> so surprisingly, it was people asking about records or asking about Lego or space or theme parks. So uh, I've got some questions here. All right, let's see. So I got a question here from Fraser or Fraser at Fraser Nichols uh, on Twitter. Which movie slash TV slash book universe would you most want to see get its own area at Disney or Universal? So like, are there any sort of properties that you would like to see represented in theme park form at a theme park, Jeff? Uh, probably. How about you? What do you think? So Marvel has the representation at Universal Islands of Adventure down in Orlando, mm -hmm. which is they've got the Hulk coaster. They've got Storm Coaster, uh, Spider-Man and Dr. Doom. So that's really it. Um, California Adventure is getting Avengers Campus soon which they themed the Tower of Terror. They rethemed it to Guardians, which in my opinion is great. But I know some people are purists and hate it. But uh, they've got the new Spider-Man attraction coming, too, which we have friends working on that, too, Jeff, which we can talk about in the future. So I would love to see like a full blown like let's go bonkers with Marvel. Like there is no Iron Man attraction. Mm. You know, there's no Captain America attraction. Like there, there feels like there's so much stuff like an Ant-Man. Think about like an Ant-Man water coaster. Or something where it's like, you know, you get like you go down a drain as Ant-Man and you're surrounded by giant things like that could be fun. <laughs> like, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. OK. And that's what I would want. I mean, that, that there's just so many like open avenues that you could take with like a, a good MCU themed land. In that case, I'm going to counter. Uh, there's a lot of different ways I could go. I'm going to counter your MCU themed. I'm going to okay. go with a DC property that's lesser known. I would like to see a world that revolves around one of my favorite comics when I was a kid, <laughs> Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew. Okay. What is this? It was like the Avengers of the Justice League, but with zoo animals, Captain Carrot being like the Superman of the bunch. And uh, yeah. <laughs> There was there was Pig Iron. He was kind of like Iron Man. There uh -huh. was uh, uh, Fastback. He ran a lot. There was Rubber Duck, uh, Yankee Poodle. He was kind of like their Captain America, or she might have been. I don't remember if it was a boy or a girl. Uh, yeah, it was the the American Eagle. What better superhero can you think of than the American Eagle? Uh, I do believe. True. I do believe Yankee Poodle was a, a lady poodle. Anyway, it's a it's a lesser known property. But I think that's kind of cool because it provides a lot of opportunity for discovery. And what what a way to do a reboot of a franchise than uh, at, at Universal Studios. What, what would be the the attraction like the the ride? What is the the ride based around Captain Carrot and his amazing zoo crew? Like, what's the one? I would assume you would probably like Fastback was this turtle who was super fast. <laughs> I imagine uh, you would probably ride. It would be like Fastback's back fast. Revenge. Back, back, back. It would be, yeah, it would be uh -huh. fast backs, super fast, 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 super fast race. If someone in the community wants to draw up the sign for that attraction Jeff just came up with, I would love to see it. Feel free to either hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, or email us annual pass at roosterteeth.com. I also just want to point out the the base for this area that the uh that Captain Carrot lives is Follywood, California. Yeah, see, it's perfect. Oh, also, or Pig Iron. It could be like uh, Pig Iron's uh, Hog Slop of Doom. 
There you go. There you go. That, that's uh, that one. That's a scary ride. I like it. I like it a lot. We got a question from Abby Squid, who's at Abby Squid on Twitter. What's the best food at Epcot, in your opinion? Now, now, Jeff, I don't know if you remember the food from Epcot from 1983. I remember not being blown away by the hamburger. I remember thinking <laughs> like, oh, OK. No, that, that wasn't the one for you. I mean, it's possible the recipes changed. I would imagine they're probably better. I've got a couple foods. The uh, the Japanese pavilion has some really, really good food. Um, the Of course, my, my big thing is funnel cakes. I love <laughs> funnel cakes. At the American pavilion, they actually have a funnel cake stand you can go to. As a matter of fact, there's actually a Minecraft version of the Disney theme parks called MC Parks. And they've recreated all of Magic Kingdom, all of Universal Studios. They're working on, they've got Disneyland. They've got a whole bunch. They're doing Disneyland Paris. But they've done a one-to-one scale recreation of all the theme parks in Orlando. And uh, I got to wander around. I beca- I've become friends with the owners of the of the MC Parks, of course, because I'm a, I'm a nerd. And I pointed out, I'm like, you guys don't have the, the funnel cake stand. Like, it should go right here. Like, they had a building, but it wasn't like you couldn't buy funnel cakes or anything. I'm like, this is funnel cakes. They went in and made funnel cakes that you can actually purchase now. And the person inside that you can buy funnel cakes from is my avatar from Minecraft. That's pretty funny. Hey, Ben, yeah. as an aside, could you isolate the audio of Jack saying he's a big guy, a funnel cake guy, <laughs> and then send that to me? I'm going to make that my ringtone for him for when he calls me now. Oh, OK. I appreciate that. But yeah, the the funnel cakes and also not only that, over in France, they have a crepery. They have like a crepe stand right now. But with the new Ratatouille area they're opening up, they're opening up the back of the France Pavilion and they're opening up a proper crepery. Dude. So there's an actual restaurant, like a crepe restaurant, which you can go in and get some good stuff. Um, as a matter of fact, Universal uh, Universal Studios in Orlando just opened up a crepe stand as well in the Central Park area over by the uh, the horror makeup show. So we'll have to check that out when we're there. I do not understand why crepes aren't a bigger, more common thing in America. Dude. It bugs me to death. They're phenomenal. They're thin pancakes with like chocolate on them. Yeah. Or asparagus and ham and cheese. Or if you want to put Nutella and strawberries in it, whatever. You can have sweet. Mm. You can have savory. It's a dessert. It's a dinner. It's the best of every world. I don't understand why America hates on crepes. I don't know, man. I I love me some crepes. Let's go to France and eat theme park crepes. Like Epcot France or France France? I I don't care. Okay. We'll go to Japan, then we'll swing by Paris. Yeah, we'll do it on the way home. We got to pass it to get there, right? Dude. I took my parents to we I took them to Europe. They'd never been to Europe before. So I took them. Uh, you must really love your parents to take your parents to Europe. I, I do. I yeah. love my parents. And so I love my mother. She loves gambling and she loves Disney World. That's like her two <laughs> things she loves. Uh, she loves going like playing slot machines in Oklahoma. And she loves going to Florida with my nephews. So when we went to Paris, it was kind of like we had two full days in Paris. It's like, what can we do with my mother who, you know, isn't really into like sightseeing? Yeah, it's like, what can we do? And it's like, well, we'll, obviously we have to go to the Eiffel Tower. We'll do like a bus tour. And then on the second day, we'll go to Disneyland Paris, like what used to be Euro Disney. It's Disneyland Paris now. And it was one of those things where it was like, it'd be neat if we could pull it off where my parents don't know we're going. Mm -hmm. And so we just told them we were going to take a tour on the east side of the city. We were going to take it like we're going to take a train to a tour on the east side of Paris. You know, and my parents love to death. They just trusted Katie and I fully. Parents tend to be gullible in that way with their kids. <laughs> so we got on a subway and then we got on this train and literally like the stop had a little Mickey Mouse symbol on it <laughs> where we were going to go. And it's like, oh, I hope they don't see that. And I'm like, OK, let's get on the train. And so it's like a 45 minute train ride from like Paris to Disneyland. And the, it stops at the park. And so on the train, 
Katie and I got to like, we get to do the reverse parent thing where it's like, okay, uh, mom and dad. So instead of going on a tour, we're actually taking you to Disneyland. And I was like, what? Really? Aww. It was so cool. It was like, it was neat to be, you know, like you see those videos of like, oh, we're not, we're not going to grandma's house. We're going to Disney world. Like, oh yeah. So like getting to be the, the person doing that for my parents was really cool. And like watching my mom walk into Disneyland Paris, like she had the biggest grin on her face. It was awesome. Did you let them pick out and get one souvenir each, whatever they wanted? <laughs> yes. Yes, I it did. It, it was, it was really interesting. Like I want to go back because when we were there, um, Phantom Manor, which is the French version of the Haunted Mansion uh -huh. was under construction and my parents aren't big thrill ride people. So like we didn't ride the uh, Big Thunder Mountain over there, which is a little bit more intense, Ooh. although Hyperspace Mountain in Paris. Holy crap, dude, that was insane. Like it was decked out. It was Hyperspace Mountain. So it was all Star Wars themed, but it's it's more like rock and roller coaster. We'll actually flip upside down and stuff. And I didn't realize the Paris Space Mountain did that. So my dad almost wrote it with us and that probably would have killed him. So I'm glad <laughs> he didn't. Well, I'm glad he didn't, too. I like your dad. I'm glad he's still with us. <laughs> he likes you, too. So we will talk about Disneyland Paris and we'll get into that and kind of like like one of my favorite things was uh, Rock and Roller Coaster. And they have another version of Rock and Roller Coaster in Paris. And we'll do a whole episode on Rock and Roller Coaster uh, talking about that. Maybe we can get Steve Perry to pop in someday. So anyway. It was a lot of fun. Thank you very much for the questions. If you have any questions, feel free to email them to annualpass at roosterteeth.com or hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, annual underscore pass, and we'll we'll take a look at it. Send us photos. Send us any any cool stuff you've got. Send us your funniest photos of you uh, at that uh, on the with your arms up in the air, right? On the roller coaster at that moment, the camera that you're good at finding. Or or anything safe. Like I remember one of my favorite photos I have is from the Incredible Hulk in Florida where I had the park map, like they've got a lot more strict about what you can carry and not yeah. carry on a ride. But I took a park map and just opened it up entirely and threw it over my face. And so literally the, the wind from moving so quickly was holding <laughs> it to my face. And it's me like whipping my arms around with a map over my face. And of course, you've seen like Splash Mountain people like playing Jenga and stuff. It's it's pretty cool. So That's and so you funny. and I, Jeff, we're, we're going to take so many photos together. Stop teasing me. Let's get to it. I know. All right. Well, that's going to do it for annual pass. So uh, this has been our very first episode. Hopefully you liked it. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you did like it, give us a review in the comments. I know like that that helps us out a lot because that drives other people to listen to it and hopefully gets us more opportunities to do cool stuff. And uh, yeah, so make sure to, you know, subscribe to the podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and you can give us a review that would be super fantastic tell us what you want to hear let us know on our instagram or twitter or email us and yeah in next week's episode jeff yes sir. you and i are going to talk about the great movie ride which one of my favorite rides of all time i worked there for eight months had a blast doing it i can tell you some behind the scenes stuff and uh, I, can, I even have a video jeff i have a video of me doing the entire show that you can watch. I'm looking forward to it with bated breath, Jack, because everything you tell me, every little nugget of you give me about the great movie ride will be the first information I've ever heard of the great movie ride. I wasn't aware of it until this. It's going to be fun. It's a, it's a ride into the movies, Jeff. It's, it's exciting time. So <laughs> okay. stay tuned next week for the great movie ride. This has been Annual Pass. I'm Jack Patillo. Jeff, thank you for joining me today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Love you guys. We'll see you next time for even more. Bye, everybody. Ta-ta. Ta-ta.